1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome. This is Michigan's Auto Talk podcast, episode 29. I'm Phil Tower, producer for this whole thing we call Michigan's Auto Talk. Every episode about celebrating the automobile and everything automotive. We're also about helping you and supporting you, the car and truck owner's Across our great state of Michigan, birthplace of everything automotive. I'm here with the, uh, well, really the real host and the real stars of the show, Al Schwenkendorf and John Puick. They're uh, two of the many people behind Verberg's Automotive. We still have to do a Verberg's show someday, Al. I've been telling you that for for a long time and uh well we just we just got to do that we have a a really special guest i happen yes we do to have had some dealings with this gentleman and they were nothing but enjoyable and uh he is he's kind of the godfather of used cars in west michigan is that fair to say that is very fair to say i was just looking it up a little while ago
2: i bought my first used car from him in 1989
3: (laughs)
1: It's a few years ago, and I bet he sold a few before that. Yes, he did. I'll let you introduce him.
2: All right, so here we have Ed Delamar from Direct Auto Source in Grand Rapids. This guy was Carvana before there was Carvana. Um, We have a veterinarian in Cascade who used to go to auto shows pick out a brochure and talk to the people about Chevy Suburbans. And then two years later, he'd call Ed and say, I want this one in this color with these options and this, that, and the other thing. He goes, sometimes I waited three hours. Sometimes I waited three weeks. Sometimes I waited a month. But I'd always find my car, and that's what he, he said. I save a third, and uh, that's what he did. And that's when um, I started sending people to Ed and buying them from him myself. Hi, Ed. How are you this evening? Very good. How has COVID affected your business? Well, you know, that's a really deep
3: question. Yes, it
2: is. (laughs)
3: Um, At the end of the day, you can take things that are down and make them up if you pay attention. Okay. People in the United States are always gonna drive a car. Right, that's what we are. We hope so. (laughs) What they drive might change. And it changes according to Mm -hmm. whatever the market is. And the market changes, of course, our money and availability and want. When you see... Lucky
0: Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
3: We're all going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: you know, and we just had one this afternoon, a long, long time customer, and he's out looking for to update the car. His kid, who's like almost done with college, he's looking for, he goes, you know, cars are hard to find. I go, well, there's cars out there. He goes, yeah, but what I, the variety isn't what it once was. And he said they're expensive. And everybody says that. But I'm like, have you gone to the grocery store or gone out to a restaurant or even McDonald's or something like that? Bought gasoline, everything is expensive right now. So I don't find that to be a situation here or there. Um, And I know that you talk, and when I talk to the people in the new car dealerships and you drive by, I love it. The Hyundai Kia dealer's got a big sign that says, huge selection of used cars. And they have like four, and most of them are their (laughs) customers' cars who are in for oil changes. (laughs) It's like, you don't have a huge selection. (laughs) But so new car delivery is down. So that puts more, that just sends more work your way, correct?
3: That is correct. But that being said, you have to be still, because of the internet, competitive price wise. Yep. competitive as far as, you know, the the, the the models that people want. You can have cars out there, but if they don't want them, the price doesn't mean anything.
2: I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's what sets you apart, in my opinion, from everybody else. You don't have what's available out there. Um, I go to your website. You don't have 25 Nissan Murano's. Who, just for me, that's the latest vehicle that everybody says, wow, they're really reasonable for what they are. And they go, yes, they are. But <laughs> if they also have 120,000 miles on them, you got to buy a new transmission. That's more than what the car is worth. You you buy this. You've just always been on top of it, and you know what people like. And I have so many customers, and my business partner, every car his wife has had for the last 30 years has come from you, and you have what people want. And I think that, that's a great knack. That's what places like Carvana and all these other other places are trying to do and you've been doing it all
1: along
3: yeah but i think uh, you were correct when you say i was doing carvana before carvana even was a name
1: it's really interesting too because the internet well it's it's great and it's a great way for some people to buy a car ed i know you know this i know al and john and i know this. so much of that Whole transaction is built on a relationship. It's built on trust, and you really don't have any of that when you're dealing with some guy in another city and you know the car shows up and you sign paper and you know hope it all goes well. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree with that? But a lot of it is that handshake and trust and, and your word.
3: Absolutely. People are already shy about buying a used car. You have to develop the trust of what you say is true. If you don't have that, they're not going to buy a car from. You.
2: Well, I would say that um, I know several hundred people who buy cars from Ed, and I, and it may just be me, but I have never heard a radio or TV ad for Direct Auto Source because he doesn't yeah, need that because yeah. it does go by. You know, yep. I'm sure you've got third generation people that are coming in there buying cars from you, just like we got kids that used to come in in grandpa's car in the baby seat in the back that are now bringing their kids cars in to get (laughs) work done that's just the way it goes
3: yeah that's that's very true
2: now do you still travel around quite a bit buying cars yes okay yeah you have to okay well
3: you you know you have to look at uh uh like ten thousand cars yep in a week's time to buy 20. can you
2: still remember 500 of them in your head Uh, I'm pretty sure 300 I got a really good God God gave me a great memory Yes he did I I can remember
3: uh, options and prices and miles and conditions but I'm not good with names
2: I think that what people really know need to know about direct auto sources is that if there is a if the biggest thing when I'd send people to you is do you know what you want, and a lot of people don't they have no idea, but if you get that customer who knows what they want um you're like the prime player for them because Ed goes all around the country. He looks at zillions of cars and everything else, and he can find that car that you want. So if you go to his website and it's not necessarily sitting on his lot, don't pass him by. Give him a call because this guy has got this memory of cars that's absolutely insane, and he's done it for me time and time again. It's unreal.
1: Ed, I'm, I'm dying to know, people always say, go with, your gu- gut, go with your gut instinct. By the way, we're talking with... Ed Delamar, he's been selling cars longer in West Michigan than just about anybody, and uh, the latest place where you will find him is Direct Auto Source, online directautosourceusa.com. want to give him a little love. You have bought so many cars, you you, you said you look at 10,000 to find 20 good ones. What is it about your gut that, that says turn away from this car or go with this car? Can you explain that process?
3: Yeah, there's a lot of instincts uh, that you develop after looking at so many cars. You look at the lines of the body lines. You look at, you know, the housekeeping of the car. If it doesn't have good housekeeping, as a rule, that person didn't change the oil and maintain the car the way they should have been. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. (laughs)
2: And all the Carfax in the world and stuff like that don't always reflect what's going on. I've got, Mm -hmm. we report, our stuff is reported to Carfax as a service we do on people's cars. But, you know, there's ones that look like they've been maintained that really haven't. And there's ones that haven't been maintained that they make them look like they kind of have. You know, you've seen that commercial with the WeatherTech floor mats. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you five grand extra for your car because it's got WeatherTech <laughs> floor mats. Well, you know, the truth be told, um, what, there's this thing when you buy a used car, even though it's a used car, it's like it, it's got to look fairly new. Uh, you know, if it's all beat to crap and the interior's all dirty and the carpet's dug up from heels and stuff like that, that's just not the same. Because you're but still spending money. You know the money what you were you saying want is you want.
3: true. There are telltale signs. Weather mats, like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, guy who buys Michelin tires. <clears throat> the guy that has the oil change records on Carfax. There's some pretty good telltale signs. That that person was concerned about the longevity of his car.
2: Well, I'm sure you know better than any of us, but you can tell a dog that's been cleaned up versus a dog. You know what I mean? Right. You get. I mean, the detail shops. We love it because it used to be that they did um, did the whole car. And our long lost friend Jim Kramer, he was he could take a car that and make it. Not only nice, but it actually was. You know, it wasn't just perfumed over. He took black paint and painted on the floor mats and put them in there to make them look good. But you put those cars up in the air and you look underneath, and it's like, yeah, they it's did the, top of the engine compartment really good. In that. Yeah. And the stuff that we see the underneath is like not even close. Well, you know, you've got that where so many people look at it, where the car is just a commodity. Um, my there's some dealerships in that. I've looked at cars before and all they do is go to the blue book or NADA, whatever, and say, it's this year. It's got this many miles. It's got these options. It's worth this. Well, I can tell you if you take 10 of those cars and line them up next to each other, three of them might be worth that. Two of them might be worth a little more and the rest of them probably aren't even close. And that's what you know. And that's why we buy cars from you. Yeah. So
3: you're definitely true. I mean, there's, there's an instinct that you, when you walk up on a car, you can say, well, that thing's sharp. I mean, you can't make a pig into a beautiful <laughs> queen.
2: <laughs> um, Danny Pfeiffer used to say, pick a car, say a Mercury Cougar or a Grand Marquis. said you line up 20 of them across, so there's one or two that stand out. And he goes, when I'm out buying, I want those one or two that, whether it's the color, the chrome packet, whatever, there's just, he said, you look at 20 of them and there's going to be a couple that are just going to be just that much nicer than the others, no matter what. And those are the ones you want.
3: Now, that being said, that is why I don't buy cars online. I go see them. I touch them. I smell them. I walk up on them. And sometimes when I'm looking at, 200 in a, in a parking lot I said, I, I'm buying that car because it has that, what you're talking about that pizzazz, the eyeball the the curb appeal that's going to make somebody go, oh my gosh, i got to have that
0: yeah, and that right there, that's the key between Carvana or all these on-site places and you you actually know what you're looking at, what you're dealing with, and you get up and actually touch it. And I understand the convenience of all these online places, but like Al said, I've never heard anybody complain of a car that you brokered for them. So it it just, it's, it stands, stands on its own. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's nothing you've got, or there's nothing that these online places have to even come close to compete with
2: your we're always john and i are always amazed we have a few people have done gone what i know there's a million of them zoom and this and that and carvana and all that but if if they buy the car and there's an issue they can't call up ed they go to www dot in their number 1,495. And that's scary to me. I mean, Mm -hmm. these people are doing everything that we've stood against for years. And it's like, you don't buy any vehicle sight unseen. You got to see it, smell it, drive it, make sure it's the fit for you and everything else in all these places out there. are doing just that and that's kind of scary to me i watched when the old i think it was enterprise car place on 28th street the rental car place turned into Carvana. they had like (laughs) one truck and a couple cars they got like eight nine trucks now they're moving cars all over the place and selling the heck out of them but people are buying this stuff totally i mean other i know they give you a little bit of time to look at it when you get it but pretty much sight unseen Without somebody like you saying that, yeah, it's an okay car and I'll put my reputation on it and sell it.
3: Well, there's something to be said about the convenience of sitting in your pajamas on your couch and pushing (laughs) the button to have a car in your front driveway. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. But you're talking about something that, as a rule, is the most expensive monthly thing for them to own.
2: Next to their house, the reason yeah. It's 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 the most way, expensive
3: right? monthly thing because a car, you got to put gas in it, you got to put insurance on it, you got to maintain it, and it decreases in value when well, you <laughs> yeah, buy a home. Yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When well, like you if, buy if a right home, right? it increases yeah. in value. And they go, well, a house should be more expensive than my car. But not if you look at it for the average consumer, a car is the most expensive monthly thing to own. Wow.
2: When you yeah. add in the gas and the oil changes and the tires and everything else and the depreciation insurance. Depreciation
3: and all that? Yeah, yeah, the never, depreciation. i never looked at that so at all, but you right. you can't make an impulsive decision on something that's that expensive per month. You have to spend the time, weigh it out, make sure it's something that you're going to use for 90% of the time. Some people buy a three-quarter ton truck. To pull their boat ten times a year, well, you're going to deal with a, a stiffer or ride. Two. You're going to deal with forecast yeah. gas uh, <laughs> for the ten times you're going to use it. You know,
2: and we see that, and we. But the other thing we see too is it's still America, and it's still cars, and, and John can tell you this. We see it every day. You know, the guy wants to put headers on his Corvette for whatever reason because his dad had them on his back in the '60s. The wife. Needs new wheel bearings and brakes, but that can go aside because he, you know, you got to put the headers on the Corvette. (laughs) And there's that, there's that, um, that thought, that, that mindset that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody, it's America. Everybody loves their cars. This is, you know, they do. That's an American
3: tradition.
2: And so you got that to work with. Well, we love you. Um, we love your service in the past. Um, uh, I'm sure Phil will see to it that we get a link to your website put on our Facebook page. And we appreciate you talking to us and uh, hope you'll do it again sometime.
3: All right. Sounds great.
1: Thanks, Ed. Have All right. Day. Talk to you soon. Really, the, it, it's a tale of two people, two buyers. Like Ed said, there are those who are just going to love to sit on the couch, you know, spend three hours looking at a whole bunch of web pages and say, okay, that's the one. And I hope you end up with the right car. but. Um, it, it's just a totally different experience, and I love the fact that he he is, and Ed is not a young man. I love the fact that Ed just goes out there and <laughs> that's mean and gets. He's well, older than us. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's an older seasoned. guy, seasoned. But seasoned. he is. He's the kind go. of guy who he just. He's got such a nose for this, and and I hope there's someone. Oh, it's in, a
2: passion. It's yeah. a passion for. Him. Yeah.
1: I hope there's another Ed Delamar Jr. out there because he has a gift, and um, it is it is a real special gift. I love the fact that he goes, because we're all car nuts. But can you imagine seeing ten thousand cars in a week, and yeah, having to narrow, yeah, having to narrow that down to, to twenty or twenty five? I mean, that's. That's, that's pretty crazy when you think about it. So, uh, Al, uh, um, thank need, you for lining need, that up. John but, needs to follow up on this one last thing.
2: Yeah, go ahead, John. We, we have, through the radio show and through the podcast, always preach. check them out before you buy them. Mm-hmm. If you buy something from Ed, he'll have his guys drop it off at our shop. He doesn't, you, know, you don't have to even put oh, it in yeah. the work. He'll do it. And if you come up with something that he wasn't aware of, you know, he'll take care of it. That's not a big deal. How many people do we see that buy the car? Because of that, they want it so bad. This is like Uh we talked about. (laughs) Then they have us check it out, and then what happens? Nine out of ten of them get the bad news.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. He's one of a kind for sure. Thanks, thanks Al for lining that up.
2: That's cool. We got local people that are into this that are fun. That you know, it's great to talk to. Um, John, you remember the um, the two brothers with the jeeps, jeeps and Jetta's?
0: Yes. Yep.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Local. Physicians, kids They both wanted like Jettas or something They were in the same mindset as your kid, Phil And they also wanted Jeeps And they got sick of bringing them in And John going, nope Nope. How much money? (laughs) No, do not buy, do not buy So then, uh, like a month goes by and they bought them, and they bring in ones that were worse than the ones we looked yeah. at earlier. And John's just like, what
0: are you fools doing? Well, we already bought it. Yeah, that, that's, that's so, the best thing you get. To, oh, the, the pre-purchase inspection. Well, then it comes to find out they are they already bought it. So now they just need <laughs> to see what they've done. And it's the people that do that, that they, they won't flat out tell you, I've already bought it. I need it looked at. Like, oh, I'm thinking of buying it.
2: <laughs> you know, so they're like, basically oh, okay, lying right. to you what it comes to yeah times, yeah, yeah. yeah of and then after are. 20 okay. minutes of john up front going over everything with him going "Yeah, hey, i really just don't think there's this bet yeah. and then they go well the fact is we got i mean back in the day when these guys were going through it it was like 80 bucks to do a full yeah. inspection <laughs> it's like 140 now but you know so we spent 240 dollars trying to weed out the bad ones and they go yep and you spent nothing to find the worst
1: yeah i love it and i love the fact that what we've just Said here, you guys have said a million times. I've told a bunch of people this spend the time to have someone look at the car before you lay three, four, five, thirteen 13 grand out. I have no idea how much those piece 20, of,
2: 30, 40 yeah. piece exactly. of crap Jeeps yeah.
1: are, but uh, or were. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys made a little money repairing those over the years. I think there's, there's a guy we know named Steve who happens to do a radio show who's probably put some, some money into some Jeeps that he owned <laughs> along the way, too. We all, we all know uh, Mr. Steve, and, and you know, yeah,
2: but you know, you know, his thing is, is it's like, damn, it's one of those Jeep things I don't understand, isn't it? You know, I mean, he, he looks, I at don't, don't want to like, understand it. Everyone's well, like, it's it's Jeep his, thing um,
0: you don't understand, I don't want to
2: <laughs> exactly. But to Steve, a, a vehicle is like, um, buying a new frying pan or something like that, you know, it means absolutely nothing to him, and he just knows it costs tons and tons of money. And I'm, I'm really, um, my brain's thinking right now when ed said if you look at month-to-month cost how your car might actually cost you more than your house when you figure depreciation, gas, oil, insurance, tires, brakes, all that kind of stuff. That's a crazy thought. We were it always is. taught yep. that car was your number two biggest expense unless you buy a <laughs> boat. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's for rich people. But yeah. That was your, your second biggest expense next to your house was that. However, in the housing market right
0: now, there's some people that, yeah, you know what, the house was kind of a bargain. Well, and I guess the I get the whole confusion. Convenience of the Carvana thing, but for me, you know, and then after Al said, uh, or Ed said, uh, you know, biggest expense, you're really not gonna look at your biggest expense, get up, touch it, drive it, look at it, smell it, go through all of whatever you gotta do, and you just sight unseen, basically, other than a, a digital internet 360 picture of it that's that's it for you like i don't know i i i can't do that that just i wouldn't feel comfortable like okay i'm gonna drop this money and hope it shows up on that fancy little white transit flatbed thing and call it a (laughs) day well
2: i would say in the last what four years correct me if i'm wrong maybe three john has purchased not only new but used vehicle yeah Even you, this is what you do. This is car's your thing. Even on a new one, what's it take? Three, four months? you really look at it and go, God, I kind of wish it had this, and that's a useless feature I paid for that I never used. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And same thing on a used vehicle. And I mean, this is the guy's profession. This is what he does. But it's, you don't know that, just they drop it in the driveway and it's shiny. And I tell you what, they can make them really shiny, Um, you know, when they drop them off and they smell good and look good. But it, it, you don't know, Um, it's like buying a house. You buy a house and then, you know, you're living there for a couple of years and go, boy, I wish we had more storage space or I wish we had this or I wish we had that. It wasn't even a thought when you bought it. So be careful out there and uh, consult a
1: professional and do the best you can. Good point. Hey, guys, don't forget, we need to let everybody know we are on Facebook. We also want to encourage you, if you listen to any of our episodes, leave some feedback. We'd love to to hear from you. And most importantly, leave us a message on our Facebook page. Uh, We're up to like 150 likes. I know that, you know, for some... People who have 10,000 likes, a lot of them are, are paid for we earned these the real way people actually liked like the page like the podcast we're not counting hates are we yeah no no I, <laughs> okay you know we we lose a few every now and then <laughs> uh, but the most important thing is um you know just let let us know what you'd like to hear we, we're going to do a, an upcoming episode about body work because we know deer season's coming and there are a million questions i i, I could ask a body guy i know you have a relationships there with body people and it's just, you know, a lot of different areas, of course. And we're also coming into that time of year where um, everybody thinks about winterizing their car. Hopefully by now it's the end of October. Hopefully everybody's put their classics to bed. I've done that. You know, you make sure you put the fuel. Don't say that, John. I'm yeah. still trying to finish them. Yeah, okay. Quiet. I won't tell anybody. <laughs>
2: Give
0: me a couple more weeks, man. <laughs> put
2: yeah, the well, fuel
1: stabilizer in. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to snow until November 29th, so you got some time. Put the fuel That's stable. stuff yeah. says, yeah. Put the, put the stable in and and do all that fun stuff. So, okay, that does it. Episode 29. The next one is a milestone, and that is episode number 30. And we continue to. Uh, appreciate your feedback and your support. So thank you very much. I am producer Phil Tower. I'm Al Schwinkendorf. I'm John Puick. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.